1: I really dig earthworms, but I haven't met one yet that doesn't have a dirty mouth. How is a private eye, like the dry cleaners? They both do other people's dirty work. Why was the egg sent to the principal's office? It cracked too many yolks.
3: I've got diphtheria crushing my esophagus I've got Ebola vibes dripping from my nose. I've got the leprosy of the heart valve exacerbating my incredible woes I want to take my brain out and blast it with the wave an ultrasonic echographic and a pulsating shave I want a magic pill for all my ailments the health equivalent of Citizen Kane and if I don't get it now in the tablet I think I'm doomed and I'll have to go insane I want a requiem for my disease so I <laughs> From the world famous Cardico- <laughs> Cardiff Electric Network Studios. It's Weird Medicine, the first and still only uncensored medical show on the history broadcast radio, now a podcast. I would redo that, but Tacy would kill me a so 1,000 Degrees in here. I'm Dr. Steve with my little pal, Dr. Scott, traditional Chinese medical provider gives me street cred with wacko alternative medicine assholes. Hello, Dr. Scott. I'm on fire. And we got Tacy. Hello, my partner, Tacy. Hello, Tacy.
1: Ooh, it's hot in here. <laughs>
3: oh, and we've got P.A. Lydia back from somatical. Hello, P.A. Lydia. Hello. This is a show for people. Thank you. This is a show for people who never listen to a medical show on the radio or the Internet. If you've got a question, you're embarrassed to take your regular, regular medical prom- can't find an answer anywhere else, give us a call at 347-766-4323. That's 347 seven. Who is? Follow us on Twitter at Weird Medicine or at DRScottWM. Visit our website at drsteve.com for podcasts, medical news, and stuff you can buy. Most importantly, we're not your medical providers. Take everything you hear with a grain of salt. Don't act on anything you hear on this show without talking over with your healthcare provider. Very good. Please don't forget stuff.drsteve.com. It really makes a difference com. It you could can...
1: actually maybe pay for an air conditioner in oh, here. Shit,
3: I already I researched or a, that. They a want fan? 5 grand to a put fan. a silent uh, air conditioner in here. Well, when you go away for the weekend, instead of going out and doing something fun i will uh, put in i will install a fucking ceiling fan in here but i got to find a silent one like they got at Liam's apartment that thing is awesome it is silent and it is silent and so we i will live take care heaven, of that Scott. i'll, yes, I'll take could. care of that together we will be in heaven so i will do that so when are you going out of town
1: december
4: <laughs> uh, <laughs> just,
3: help. just go go th- th- go this weekend that'll be my birthday present you you out of town you'll be out of- okay.
4: <laughs>
3: just kidding i'm just kidding honey you can stay uh go to stuff.drsteve.com scroll Thanks. down and go through okay um uh and uh go to dr scott's website at simply herbals.net there you go Check out our Patreon or don't. It's patreon.com slash beardmedicine.
1: <laughs> It'll be hot that day, too. <laughs> yeah.
3: And uh, yeah, we got to do one this weekend, by the way. So okay. let's just get up here early and it's not hot. Okay, and I'll fun. Work on it. Okay. Yeah, this is so much fun. <laughs> <laughs> All right, very good. Well, welcome back, PA Lydia.
4: Thank you, guys. And
3: um, we uh, have a game to play. And should we? Well, let's. We'll we'll get to it. We we have a, a fun game that we played last time. What was grossest medical story? We're going to continue that, but we have a little bit of a twist Ooh. going forward. I, like Ooh, twist. I know. Let me see. Where is that?
1: But I don't want homework every week. I just want that to be known.
3: I know you don't. Mm-hmm. And uh, too we, busy. So yeah, <laughs> that retirement really.
1: I mean, what working do you for expect you, huh? for me to do?
3: Um, so we will do it like every third show or something like that or whatever. We'll just do it whenever the hell we want to do okay. it. How about that? Okay. It's like, uh, I wish I had the Napoleon Dynamite drop. <laughs> what you going to do today, Napoleon? Whatever I
4: want. Gosh. <laughs> there it is.
3: Uncle Rico. I think I could throw that football over that there, mountain. <laughs> All right. Um, so, yes, P.A. Lydia. I uh, you we before the show we were talking about you were considering um, having some uh, um, cosmetic surgery done. Is that okay to talk that's about? That's the way it? to put
2: it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, boob yeah. job. Yeah, she
3: wants to get a boob job. So I Potentially. think I think that's always one of those. <laughs> and but you brought it up that maybe we should do a. a show about different breast implants and discuss the pros, cons and all that kind of stuff. Maybe what we could do is make this a long because you're just thinking about it. Mm -hmm. Right? Yeah. Uh, Maybe we could make this sort of a long bit and have people on the show that have had breast implants Different kinds of breast augmentation. We could even get some of the. Uh, yeah. Oh, you want to get them in we the studio and them. actually feel them. Okay. Yeah,
2: it might uh, require consent form. Uh, of course. <laughs> That's what you have to do. You know, there's just so many different kinds. There are the uh, different implants of silicone or saline, and then there's the fat transfer, and then there's the subpectoral. Uh, yeah. And what fat just too would much. you transfer
3: though? You're Probably yeah. very like thin.
2: the inner thigh.
3: Okay. Well, because I, there are different body types. they are ectomorphs are tall and thin. That's kind of what you are. And then mesomorphs are in between. Then the endomorphs are sort of the pear-shaped, you know, yeah. those people. I Obeso Americans. Weight.
2: I could gain weight for that role. Yeah, yeah.
3: you could. <laughs> and uh, so, yeah, we could get people in here. But I was thinking also, you know, uh, we, Lainey Spicer is a contact. She's a friend of Scott's and mine and she's been trying to get some of her clients on here because she's a publicist and many of those have had breast augmentation, some of them to the extreme and right. they may be willing to give some advice and then we could kill two birds with one stone because lazy, lazy, Laney really has been bugging me to get some of her clients on here recently. That
2: sounds wonderful. So that may be kind of fun. Yeah. And then you do whatever you want to do. Yeah. You know,
3: do it or don't but it'll, you know, Yeah.
2: At least I could just, like, uh, end the discussion in my head. That's right. Right.
3: And uh, Tacey went the other way.
1: Went the other way. Mm -hmm.
3: She had, uh, you wouldn't know it, but... uh, Stop it. Is that bad?
1: (laughs) It is bad. Well, you complain about it. Yeah.
3: Well, You've complained about it on this show that you had breast uh, you know, reduction mammoplasty and you're still the big booby girl.
1: That's how it goes, though. Yeah. I mean, most people who have had a breast reduction. And when I had mine, this really irritated me. People would say, well, why did you get the augmentation in the first place? Right. And I'm like, I, why would I, <laughs> I have done that, that to portable. myself to start because with? Because like,
3: people do that.
1: But it was obscene and my back was killing I mean it was yeah if Triple by, f's i mean come on if
3: by obscene you mean awesome no, i agree no it was
1: terrible <laughs> it was it was absolutely terrible so did you have implants no okay no but i did you not you were naturally a triple f but they just thought people just thought i had done that to myself uh, I right Okay. That, that the, I had done, gotten triple at On enough, the porn yeah, site, so.
3: she would have been listed under Busty
2: Naturals. Yeah. Oh. Yes. Okay.
1: And, 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 you know, people aren't afraid to ask you, well, why did you do that anyway? And yeah. it's like, I didn't do that. So that irritates me. Yeah, yeah, people aren't afraid Mm-mm.
3: to say anything as long as it's, you know, disparaging right. someone's body Type
1: well, they really don't. They, they
3: There's so many things that they're terrified to say, but that one is fine. Why don't
4: you just quit eating? Yeah, you know, yeah, <laughs> yeah. try exercising. Yeah,
3: yeah, thank Yeah, you. they're f- totally fine. And has anybody ever said that to you? Maybe what? you should try exercising. This woman works out more than anybody I've ever seen. She yep. is the strongest woman I've ever had the opportunity to mess with. Maybe Ronda Rousey could beat her yeah. ass she but that's on that's what it would take to beat Tacy's no, ass we wrestled back when you know a long sure. a while back <laughs> when we used to you know um play around more than we do now i mean just play around i'm not talking about no, I'm, I'm not it's not a euphemism wrestling. for intercourse i'm no, just talking I'm about sorry. playing around
4: mm-hmm. <laughs> and
3: uh we were we started wrestling and she kicked my ass and i was a wrestler oh. in high school And uh, absolutely kicked my ass to the point I think I tapped out and then she wouldn't stop. And I was like, you've got to stop. (laughs) (laughs) Just turned me into a little bitch. I was her bitch. (laughs) It was unbelievable. She's unbelievably strong. And she'll take, you know, 250. Of course, she always overpacks. So her... um, Luggage is always right at the edge of being legal, or you know, and she'll just pick them up and just whoop and just ride right up the stairs. Doesn't even think about it.
4: Amazing. She's she's a, she's tough. Yep. Mm-hmm. She's a horse. Yeah. <laughs> <She's a> I <laughs> horse. wouldn't say that.
2: That's, that's also she disparaging.
3: <laughs> well, that's because you're an idiot.
1: <laughs> that's good to know. I'm a horse. That <laughs> <Okay, right.
4: laughs> was Scott. That was not me. Yes, you can
3: kick me <laughs> later. Anyway, but uh, yeah, Tacy's uh, very physically strong.
4: Yes. and mentally strong. Mm.
3: Mm, not mm. so much uh-huh. when you
1: poor. when you quit working. It's amazing how dumb you get how quick. That's mean, I'm afraid of. Or
3: you realize maybe something. <laughs> I don't know. I'm just
1: maybe you were dumb the whole time. Maybe <laughs> the job you had didn't require didn't know, a lot. You just
3: didn't know it. I
1: Just didn't know it.
3: No hell That's no. That's quite possible you were you were pretty mad you can't you're not dumb nobody can be dumb and and do all that but anyway all right so uh yeah so we'll do that so i'll work on getting some people in here okay. and then when can you come back you know the other three have just finked out on us so you're mm-hmm. welcome to come back every week if okay. you want to for a while yeah. or forever
1: can't imagine why they wouldn't want to spend time in this sauna oh, I mean, we have here. I, I
4: like it
3: with such yeah. great with such great company. I mean, I know. You just let me know when you can okay, come and yeah, I'll have I some people lined week, up. I can't next week,
2: but otherwise I'm only on a Monday Friday work schedule so okay. I should be
3: Okay. All right, we'll do yeah, it.
2: So maybe two weeks from now.
3: Okay. Yeah, I think we actually know somebody that had breast augmentation that you could talk to yep. that's been on the show before. Mm-hmm. So cool. we could talk to her first and then you because that's a less extreme example. If she'll do it, and I'm not oh. saying any names or oh
1: gosh, I mean how many people do we not know that've had it?
3: Oh, that's true. That's true. And then our other friend, yeah. So we 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 can work this out. We we can get people in the studio, and then I really want to get some Alani's people on here because some of those have gone from you know A cups to you know double triple G cups and stuff.
2: Holy moly.
3: And uh, and then some of them have had problems with them. I oh, yeah. talked to somebody that had theirs removed because they kept moving up to their neck.
2: That's what I'm afraid because of. Because they
3: did them up well. Yeah. So what that person would tell you is, don't let them put it above the the muscle. Heck. It's got to go below. Mm-hmm. Because hers were above the muscle. They could just move around. They were just moving around all the time. Yeah. So anyway, well, all right. I
1: know somebody who yep. um, went to. A Physician, and and she's been having a lot of health issues, and the physician was like, "Have you ever thought maybe your breast implants are leaking?"
3: Right. Mm -hmm. So that's a a really interesting. uh, She doesn't
1: feel like they are, but it's um, something you hear about every now and then.
2: Or some systemic inflammatory response to Mm -hmm. a foreign body. I'm also worried about that. Mm -hmm. Yeah.
3: Well, okay. So there is um, an immune adjuvant response to uh, silicon and the, um, and the uh, silicon, silicone, And it'd be funny if they put silicon in there, and then you could just like have a CPU, and you could uh, right. compute <laughs> yeah. things with a lot your both. Yeah, you can do your charting. <laughs> Please talk
2: into my baby.
3: <laughs> um, let me see. I think it's um, a. Is it Asia syndrome? Yeah, it is. Um, it's autoimmune and auto-inflammatory syndrome induced by adjuvants. And it's a spectrum of immune mediated disease triggered by chronic exposure to adjuvants, which are substances meant to enhance antigen specific immune response. And silicone implants can be uh, associated with that and it can cause rheumatoid type uh, syndromes. Mm -hmm. And one of those uh, that we've seen pretty frequently is this sort of non-specific autoimmune disorder, and uh, but it is unusual. It's so unusually se- or, and rarely seen that some uh, providers still don't believe it exists. Oh, okay, or that it's a problem.
2: I wonder if there are any like t- uh, analyses of like baseline. Yes. room factors or ANA levels or anything?
3: Well, I I think there are and we yeah. can go over all that stuff cool. before you do anything. But I do know that uh, for a while they stopped doing the silicone and we're going with saline and now they're going back to mm-hmm. it mm-hmm. because the silicone implants really are better. They're more natural and on a, not to say that the s- saline ones can't be great, but they can. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I think it uh, takes less skill to get a silicone plant implant to do what you want it to, and uh, the risk is really quite low. Mm-hmm. And the thing is, is that with those, if you um, uh, if you get that with the silicone, it's supposed to get better as long as you just remove the implant. So mm-hmm. you don't want to go through that if you can avoid it. That's yeah. extremely rare. I've seen one in my career mm-hmm. that I diagnosed, mm-hmm. and uh, you know that's 37, whatever. However, I don't even know how many years it is. I've lost track. <laughs> A lot. And am I going to be 67 this year, or am I 68 this year?
1: So I'm 49, so you were going to be 67.
3: This whole year, mm-hmm. I thought I was 67 already. I did it again. Oh, yeah. This is the second time that I've gotten a free year. Hmm.
4: You fast Because oh, I'm stupid.
3: No, yeah, I've been telling everybody I was 67. Yeah. And, th- and then I thought, well, fuck, when this next birthday, mm-hmm. which is coming up— mm-hmm. I'm going to be 68, but actually I'm going to be 67, so I've got a, I got a free year out of it.
4: <laughs> yeah. I love it. That's awesome.
3: Well, that's because you're an idiot. Yes, that's, that's true. Okay. All righty. So I think that'll be fun.
2: Yeah, that's a great series.
3: Okay. Cool. Yep. Yeah, it.
0: a great series. Today's episode is brought to you by Angie.
2: Go to your happy place For a happy price Go to your happy
1: price price Priceline
3: Let's do the game. Okay. Um, Last week, we had uh, the grossest medical story. Lady Diagnosis brought your magic mushroom blood culture thing, which is a good one to do a second in time. Tacey... Uh, brought the uh, bed bug jar fountain <laughs> <laughs> and Dr. Scott bought uh, brought the 82 foot tapeworm Yeah. and so everybody voted I won and, a bit. and with 53% of the vote Dr. Scott won
1: nice. <laughs> good for you Dr. Scott that is pretty gross Thank you.
3: Tacey had about 35% of the vote and Lady Diagnosis got the rest so, well done well done, sir. That one was disgusting. Thank you. And let's see if there were any comments on this one. Uh, this person said, although in real life I'd rather have ten cases of bed bugs rather than one giant tapeworm or a fungal blood nightmare, I have to cast my vote to Tacey for being so descriptive. Out of the three, hers grossed me out the most. <laughs> it was gross. The way it really was it. gross.
1: I mean, in the story that I read. The guy was picking them off of him, putting them in a mason jar, and then they were crawling out as fast as he could pick them off. And there the were mason so many And was there. three-fourths full. Oh. <laughs> that was so disgusting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh. yeah. so
3: gross. Um, let's see here. So we're going to do another one today. Okay. All right. And um, what we're going to do is I came up with this. See, we ripped this off from the creep off which does, you know, creepiest human beings. And uh, if you like true crime and you like comedy, check out the Creep Off podcast. It's a good one. And then if, if they lose five times, they spin the wheel of consequences and they have to do horrible things. So, like, one of the hosts had to uh, do the polar plunge in the middle of winter in Rochester, New York. Oh, my
4: goodness.
3: And at which there's no actual video documentation that he did it. There's, video, there's documentation of him going toward the lake and coming out. But I, I believe him because he had a horrible look on his face. But, you know, people... So it was fun. That kind of extended the bit because people were shitting on him. And then uh, the other guy had to wear a cow bikini on the show, you know, on camera. Mm-hmm. Things like that. I don't want to do that. No. First off, I'm not playing this fucking game. And second off, I couldn't get Tacey or Scott.
1: I'd wear a cow bikini today. It's so hot. That
3: yeah. good. That <laughs> but see, good. then that's a good thing. It's no good if you, if you yeah. want to do it.
1: I'd fight it. Listen, so uh, so it.
3: what we're going to do instead, because we're more of a positive <laughs> um, type of show, we're going to uh, you guys are going to be playing for people. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Sounds good. So Dr. Scott will be playing for someone. Tacey will be playing for someone. And PA Liddy will be playing for someone. And next week, when uh, the uh, announcement is made of the winner, then that person, uh, whoever was attached to the one that get, brought the story that wins, mm-hmm. will will send them something. And it could be – it's a gift. It's not a prize. So one week it might be an autographed picture, which why would anybody want that of us? Mm -hmm. Or uh, we have some um, vacuum bottles that are weird medicine bottles, and maybe we'll sign it or something. We'll do something like that. So for the first one, we'll probably do something like that. So, Scott, you want to say who
4: everyone is playing for today? Yes, I would love to. So the winner will be Sean today because he's playing with me, Sean okay. Pedrick. Sean
3: Pedrick is playing with you. Oh, and by the way, these were chosen from our chat room, mm-hmm. which is we don't do, do a video show on purpose. We're doing it just to have an audience. No matter how small it is, we don't care if it's five people. We're fine with that uh, because our, we get our views from, uh, I mean, our, our our income comes from our audio shows mm. that we you know, on Patreon and on uh, uh, just our podcast. So so we don't do the video to be a video show. So we would not care if nobody signs up or subscribes. Although if you subscribe, you can be notified that we're going live. Mm-hmm. So anyway, uh, we got this out of the chat room. We usually record on Wednesday or Thursday. And you just got to watch our Twitter feed or subscribe and click the notification button. Okay, so uh, Scott is playing for Sean Pedrick. Yes. Tacey. Carla Finch. Carla Finch. And Carla excellent. Finch.
4: And then PA Lydia. Richie Archer. Richie Archer. Okay. Very yeah. good.
2: Okay, Richie.
4: In other words, playing for second third place. Yeah. Okay. All right. Mm-hmm.
3: So uh, you're that. Con- well, let me see. Uh, Scott won. So he has to go last.
4: No, no, no I'm sorry. He has to go first. No. If you win, you go first. <laughs> because hey, how come Tacey, like T- Tacey, somehow Tacey's managed to swing the. That's um, right. I don't blame it. So, me. Dr. Scott. Let's hear it. You're going first. All right. So, was it the topic below the belt? Yeah. All yes. right. Yes, thank you. So, we're going below the belt today. The topic
3: is grossest yeah. medical story below the belt, which, by the way, is probably going to be the topic every single, every <laughs> single time. <laughs> it, anyway. It's
1: not an easy topic, though, because you look stuff up, and if, if you look up penises, it's, oh, and my penis got cut, or yeah. it got broken, or, you know, yeah. it's just... Yeah, it's
3: yeah, not very, not very fun. No, it wasn't as fun <laughs> as the last. There are other one. things other than penises below the belt. But exactly. yes,
1: well, toes. You look up
3: <laughs> toes. That's it's right. Like the the toes. Vaginas knees.
1: the same way. I mean, it's just pop,
3: pop, uh, popliteal fosses, popliteal
4: fosses, mm-hmm. all kinds. Is it, of a, stuff. is
2: it below the belt and above the well? The that's thigh. what
4: <laughs> I thought. It was. I think it was pretty. Yeah.
3: Open, I think I said anything in yep. fr-
4: that uh, regarding the jungle region. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Of course, if you have a really high bell, I guess you could do, like, naval stuff. But yeah, okay. Ooh, uh, you do whatever you want. All right, here we go. Here's mine. All right. All right. So I, I'm going with the largest scrotum ever recorded. <laughs> a okay. guy oh, diagnosed okay. with uh, uh, he had a 132-pound scrotum oh, diagnosed much. with el- elephantiasis of his scrotum. Oh my God.
1: What'd they do with it?
4: Well, they, it, so it's, it's, well, a, t- it's <laughs> a yeah, well, 132.
1: 132 pounds,
4: yep. And, a, and, uh, it's a, it's a form of scrotal, um, lymphedema. And they actually had to go on and surgically remove it. So, mm-hmm. yeah, it looks pretty uncomfortable. Okay. Yes.
2: Does so, it where, do they give any size comparison? So, are you going
4: to tell
3: the story or, I mean, that's just your overview, right?
4: That, You're going to read the story? That is the story. This, this, this guy started developing, um, um, uh, this this scrotal lymphedema, and it got worse and worse and grew really quickly. And they wind up uh they've actually got some images of him. Poor thing. He um, it's it's incredible. Okay, if you can, if you can imagine Is it shiny? you got to sell it, like it to the, to the people cold? are voting for. I don't though. have to sell this. It's 132 pounds scrotal. For God's sake. <laughs> okay, fair. Poor <laughs> guy. Fair. God bless.
3: Was him. this the guy that was on Howard Stern? I don't know. I I
4: don't, I don't know.
3: But he, there was a guy that had... So what this is is massive scrotal edema is what it's called. And uh, the testicles are actually... They may be non-existent in there. It's not right. enlargement of the testicles. Right. And it's not fluid in the scrotum. It's actually... Um, Interstitial fluid, in other words, fluid in the tissues of the scrotum and, sura- and surrounding the uh, testicles and stuff. And it's actually it's more solid than
4: anything else. How much mm-hmm. did his his nuts weigh? Yeah, 130, 132 pounds. Oh, wow. Almost, yeah. And, and, of course, they had to go in and, and surgically remove it, but... I mean, you would think you know, that, that if you had a hundred and thirty right. pounds
3: something hanging around between your legs, it would just rip. The, rip off? Oh, the skin, yeah, it would just rip off, and it, you would be walking down the street, and yeah. it would just you you know you'd I leave bet it he behind. couldn't
4: walk. Yeah. No, yeah. Like, like a sling. No. Well, like gotta have like ball a yeah, that's a, that's a it's a sling like a um like a um a cup we used to wear in baseball, but mm. quite a bit larger. Um, you know, I, or or and I've actually heard of of guys with um guys with um. Similar conditions, having to carry their um, testicles around in wheelbarrows. Yeah, 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 especially especially in third world countries, if they get you know, because you could technically in first you could,
3: world countries, there's really, no other way to do yeah, it. Yeah, obviously, if you can't afford in for insurance, that one guy on Howard Stern, he didn't have insurance, and I would have thought some
4: urologists just do it for just free, it, yeah. just yeah. for yeah. the Pub, to do it, yeah, or for the kindness. Yeah, yeah, that and, and the other thing, Doctor Steve, to to consider is just you know just fear of doctors. A lot of people yeah. have these have these and we see them, all of us in here, see them every single day. People just, they fear going to the doctor. They fear having um, a diagnosis. They fear a procedure. And uh, I'm not saying it's what was wrong yeah. with this guy, but, it's, but that happens all the time. You know, if somebody come in with a growth, yeah. you know, like, how long has it been there? Uh, a couple of years. Like, if If I was
3: participating in this, I would, and we did grossest genital trauma, mm-hmm. uh, accidental. I, I've told this story on here before where this guy um, was... Uh, he would use. He had. A, he worked in a place where they had a bunch of belts, like leather or rubber belts that went all over the, the place. Could it could have been a textile mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. place sure. or something? Some kind of manufacturing. Some manufacturing thing. When they had these belts, and what he would do is he would rub his dick on the belt as it was going by, and the vibration he would, you know, eventually complete the transaction and he apparently, <laughs> apparently he, had iso- he, had oh a, he had a very isolated had a very isolated place where he could do this right well one day his scrotum gets caught between the uh, lower uh, part of the belt and the and the wheel yeah. and it just went like that <laughs> and it just took his nuts and just threw him out the window. They flew out the window.
0: And he was
3: so embarrassed, he didn't want to go, well, shit, you know, hey, I was masturbating on this belt uh, and go to employee health. So he took a staple gun and stapled his scrotum back together. And then about a week later, he showed up at the emergency room in sepsis. What we call sepsis is, you know, blood uh, infection by bacteria and this giant abscess in his groin Ah, where his scrotum used to be. And that's when he told the story of what actually happened. So but don't if you do something like that. It's If you go to the emergency room, and you and we've said this before, too, and you've got a Coke bottle shoved up your ass, just say mm-hmm. you sat on it. Everybody will be fine Nobody with that. Ask
4: a question. They won't
3: ask another question yep. because that's the fiction that we've all agreed on that we can say, oh, God, I sat on this Coke bottle, yep. and I don't know what happened, but now I can't get it out. Oh, did you?
2: Let us help you with that. Yeah,
3: let us fix it. And they will fix it. So if you, you know, if you, if your testicle gets thrown out a window by a belt, and you don't want to say that you were masturbating at work and your scrotum got ripped open and your testicle flew out a window, you can just say he
2: sat on it. That you sat on the belt. That you sat
3: on it.
4: There you go. There we go.
2: Give yourself a bill.
3: Or you could. Uh, what fiction could you come up with on that?
4: Oh, one? Oh, that'd be hard to.
3: That'd be a tough one. Well, I just fell and I fell against a knife or something. You just mm-hmm. make up something on the way to the emergency room, but don't try to fix it yourself no. and I then pre- and then think it's going to go away. Well, if you do that one, Joking. the cops are showing up. <laughs> they are going to show yeah. up. You know that's the problem. So you can't. Yeah. Then the whole story is going to fall apart, and then you have to tell the truth.
4: <laughs> oh, bless you. Mm. And it, it, Lord have mercy. So, out
3: the window. Yep, out the it flew I out if he the window. Him up. I don't think so. I don't think so. He stapled his shit together and said, "I got to go home." I got to go. I'm having some pain right. below the belt. So that's Doctor Scott scrotal lymphedema. Tacy, what you got?
1: Okay, I'm going to try to class this up, but it's really difficult. Okay. okay. So the title is called "The Pussy Pimple." Okay. And it's stolen from BuzzFeed.
3: Okay, no, that's fine. You steal anywhere you want to.
1: And um, okay, here's the story. Um, she got a horrible pimple on the hood of her clitoris. Excellent. She tried to pop it one night, but it was just too painful. The pimple kept getting bigger and bigger and bigger until it was the size of a marble. It okay. was so swollen, and the skin was so sensitive. Now, would, this,
3: would this be an Aggie or? Well, oh, shit, I forgot all the marble names. There's the big, giant ones and the little. Oh, God damn it! Oh, I mean, well. I d- okay. Boo. Nerd. Boo. okay, nerd. Okay. <laughs> It was so
1: swollen and the skin was so sensitive that when she walked or sat down, it rubbed against her underwear and pants, causing pain. Okay. It eventually popped on its own, and the amount of pus that came out was insane. Oh. So. Oh, the
4: raves to use.
1: Mm-hmm. I mean, like I said, it's <laughs> hard to find a disgusting story. But if you How imagine did that end up on, on your clitoris mm-hmm. having a...
4: Marble size
1: a a marble sized pimple. Um, I've
3: never seen a clitoral abscess before. Yeah. Let me look that one
2: up. I wouldn't have an. Would, would you even. You have to cut it.
3: This is vulvar abscess, but oh, periclitoral abscess. Here we go. Hmm. Image of a. No, thank you. Okay. Image of a periclitoral abscess presenting with minimal swelling and distortion periclitoral abscesses are rare with less than 20 reported in the medical literature, hey. 21 if you count BuzzFeed as a medical journal <laughs> <laughs> images without severely distorted clitori are lacking in the literature, oh well I'm sorry that you guys are missing out on that, which led to multiple misdiagnoses in the in this case. OK, this is a report of a 20 year old patient who presented presented with clitoral swelling and pain without fever in the clinical setting. Even when mild clitoral swelling is seen, the possible presence of an abscess should be considered with incision and drainage if present. You know why they missed this in this case? What? Do you know why? Nobody bothered to fucking do a, a, like a pelvic a look, exam. Yeah, a look, yeah. They just looked, Ooh, here, let me separate yeah. the, you know, whatever these things are called and look in there. I mean, it's that's how dumb they had to be. Uh, and I'm hearing now, hey, Tacey or Lydia, either one of you, when you guys go to get your pap smear, do they do a bimanual exam anymore?
2: I, I, I was told one. that
3: they stopped doing that. I get one. You do?
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's been a couple of years, but yeah.
3: Okay, good. Because somebody told me they're not doing bimanual exams anymore. Bimanual, by the way, is when you have two fingers. In the vagina, and then you push up, and then you, mm-hmm. and then you can feel ovarian tube. Or, you know, ovarian tubes, fallopian tubes. Mm-hmm. You can feel ovaries. You can feel the uterus, and you can press it up against your, uh, your other hand, mm-hmm. so that you can, you know, Find feel it better.
4: Masses and tumors. Instead. Yes, yeah. and
3: then the next thing you do, as Tell me this. Are they doing rectovaginal exams?
2: No. I have not had That's that.
3: That's bullshit. Okay? Yeah. So, I, I, you know, we would do, you know, and this is the whole two in the pink, one in the stink thing is mm. what, you know, the colloquialism. But it is a true exam mm-hmm. where you now you do another bimanual exam with your third finger in the rectum, two fingers in the vagina, and then you feel around for that. I, in doing one of those, I found a pericolic tumor. Hmm. You know, a perirectal wow. tumor, sorry. Mm-hmm. You know, and it actually it was an ovary that had dropped down and had gotten so large and the only way you could feel it was when you did the rectal exam. Well. Wow. So I you know, I don't understand. Is that the
2: Kronkenberg sign? Kronkenberg's. Ooh, tumor.
3: I don't know. I
2: think it is. It's an ovarian sign where you can have the perirect or the rectal cul de sac mass. Oh yeah. Krukenberg. I think. Is, how do you spell that? K r u k e n b u r g.
3: B u r g. Crinberg tumor, but I'm going to see in the ovary that metastasized from primary site, classically the GI tract. Now I don't
2: know um, about no, that. that's yeah. not a, Somehow there's a, a like a, a sign where you feel palpated at the rectal wall. Well, let's look that one up then. Yeah.
3: All I know is you can do it, and if you don't Bloom, do it, you can't Bloomers, do
2: it. It's at Bloomer's shelf. Let's see. Mm. Okay. Uh, this
3: ones you may
4: be too smart for this show yeah, a little bit <laughs> wouldn't take much to I know to, <laughs> to bunch surpass of this crowd dumbasses she, she, could trip, she could trip over this <laughs> over this <laughs> um
2: okay a bloomer's sh- in medicine bloomer shelf denotes a metastatic tumor deposit on digital rectal or vaginal exam indicating a tumor cell dissemination from an abdominal gastric pancreatic colonic cancer or lung medica- or
4: lung yeah. give yourself a uh,
2: bill growing in the recto or rectouterine pouch
3: yes uh, and how in the hell yeah. would you find that if you don't examine exactly it? okay so, so I'm gonna give myself a bill for that bell.
2: give yourself a bill give,
3: give Lydia a bell for knowing the name of it good Lord It's I a t- impressive I end.
2: teach PA students so yeah. I, I try to tell them everything yeah yeah
3: yeah, yeah. no that's awesome <laughs> yeah that's I won't forget that one till tonight well, I was going to say until like now <laughs> <laughs> I already
4: forgot what
3: was that you're wearing your bloomers what um, so uh, the reason that they missed it on the case that I was reading is because no one felt in there they just looked and we've got to stop just looking at things and go back to physical diagnosis. You got a woman in your office that's complaining of clitoral pain mm-hmm. and if you just look at it and go, Nope, looks fine to me, that's not gonna work. Mm-hmm. You gotta stick your fingers in there and feel around. And if they had felt uh, if they had curled their fingers up as you are supposed to do, they would have felt that abscess. Mm-hmm. And they would have treated her, because apparently she went to like five different doctors before they figured it out. Huh. Yeah, Isn't that crazy. So that's a good one. So we're gonna call. Okay, Tacy, I'm gonna call this one, the P um, exclamation point dollar sign hashtag Y pimple. Okay. okay. All right, P <laughs> A right. Lydia.
2: Okay. Well, I'm I'm highlighting a, a gross condition. That's fine. And when I think about, uh, really disgusting things, uh, especially in the medical field, I think of smells.
3: Mm. Oh yeah. Right. So D from Nashville can tell you that one, the most gross medical smell, which we'll play here in a minute. Cause I don't think you've ever heard that. Okay, mm-hmm. good.
2: Yeah. No. So, uh, there's one condition with women where, you know, there's like this fishy odor uh, on a with a KOH prep. Um yep. however,
3: Do you want to talk about that now that you brought it up because people uh, may not well know.
2: Well, I was, was trying to to remember, isn't it bacterial vaginosis? Yes. And then when you add in potassium hydroxide,
3: it gives off a fishy odor. Yeah. Yep.
2: So that's one way to diagnose it's bacterial called vaginosis. WIFT test. Yeah. Um, which I've only done a couple of times. Yeah. I'm a little bit faster on that's why the blind
3: man going by the fish market says hello ladies my
2: grandfather always told that (laughs) oh
4: (laughs) (laughs) yep keep getting the wrong
2: so button. there's there's another condition which is a gen- genetic condition it's autosomal recessive so you have to have two parents as carriers yeah it's called trimethylaminuria oh
3: i've heard of this and
2: it's the fish odor it. syndrome wow where your secretions including your vaginal secretions but also your sweat and your breath smell like rotting fish oh
3: what's the chemical that they make
2: uh, so it's an inability to break down lecithin due to a defect in the FMO1 gene. And okay. so, if you eat foods higher in lecithin, uh, then your body like doesn't doesn't break it down as well. I'll have to get. I'll have to look. Up the chem- <laughs> Let me look at the chemical. Um, because okay. Can- so
3: what thing? What foods have lecithin in them?
2: Uh, so it says fish, eggs. Oh, so
3: yeah, you eat fish and you smell like fish. Okay, got yeah, it. Yeah,
2: but it's specifically seafood. So freshwater fish are exempt oh. from that issue. Really? Yeah. Um, hmm. Let's see what other foods there were. I have a separate window open. So you
3: that. can eat trout, but not grouper. Correct. Okay, very good.
2: Yeah, no salmon. It, well, salmon
3: can be freshwater too, though. Uh,
2: common sources include egg yolk. Soybeans, milk, rapeseed, cottonseed, and sunflower oil. Mm. So one of the ways to reduce your fishy odor when you have this syndrome is to avoid those foods. Another way is to take Flagyl. It Mm. also recommended reducing sweaty exercise. (laughs) But it must be such a curse. Like anytime you sweat or speak with someone, uh, you just smell like rotting fish. Yeah. You try to have like Intercourse. intercourse So it's your
3: sweat and your breath,
2: oral things. Yeah, your sweat, your breath, and all of your secretions.
3: Oh, so oh, so if a dude had that,
2: yeah,
3: then he, no one, not oh boy. There wouldn't be any choice between swid- spitting and swallowing. There would just be nothing but <laughs> would, spitting. Oh, it would be, be oh, spitting Stephen. and gagging. Well, honey. Mm-hmm. So, oh,
2: were, my God. But okay, I swear you win. I was eating pineapple, darling. <laughs> right, <laughs>
3: Congratulations. <right. Yeah>. <laughs> pineapple <laughs> fish.
2: <laughs> oh,
1: Lord. Okay,
3: so we'll put that one up under um okay, PA Lydia. Fish jizz? No, fish Fish
2: jizz. Fish jizz. Okay. Okay, so the reason is the body is unable to turn a strong-smelling chemical called trimethylamine, which is produced in the gut when bacteria break down certain foods high in lecithin, into a different chemical that doesn't smell. Okay. So,
0: there you
3: go. And that's um, one of the issues with asparagus, too. There are some people that will metabolize that chemical in asparagus so that it doesn't smell, and some that won't. And then there are some people that can smell it and some that can't, which is why there's always been this controversy. Because when you have problems with incomplete reception and incomplete transmission, you're gonna have all kinds of disagreements. Well, that ain't right, that doesn't really happen. I eat it all the time, it never happens to me. Those could be people that can't smell it, but they do produce it, but they don't ever smell it, but other people around them can. You know, it's just all over Mm -hmm. the place same thing with female ejaculation they, there are those women that have coital um, uh, coital incontinence in other words, they produce large volumes of urine when they have when they're sexually stimulated and then they will uh, squirt uh, lots of uh, you know clear fluid but guys that are down there sometimes will say listen it doesn't taste like piss, it doesn't smell like piss they're right because it is. It is uh, ultra filtrated um, free water and doesn't have any of the normal solute, solutes in it that that normal urine does. but some women will ejaculate as well. And so you will have and it's a, and it overlaps. So there's anywhere between seven and fifty percent of women have coital incontinence and about the same numbers for female ejaculation. So you'll have some women that, don't do either one, some that do both, and some that do one or the other, and no one can ever agree on what it is because everybody's experience is different. That's why you have to look at the science, and there has been science done on these things. So, anyway, very interesting. So, we'll put that up. So, let's remind everyone, Dr. Scott, you are playing for? The winner. that will be Sean. Sean Pedrick. That's correct. And Tacey, you are playing for? Second place. Who is? <laughs> Carla? <laughs> Carla Finch. I think
1: third place.
3: And then third place. And then uh, Lydia is playing for Richard Archer. Which is that right? That's right? Okay. All right. So um, we will let you know next show, Okay. and then we'll send your crap out. All three of you, make sure we've got your uh, um, contact information. And if you would like to uh, play along with this, um, check us out on uh, our YouTube channel. I think it's uh just just look, google weird medicine youtube and it'll come up and then watch for us to be live. Yeah, okay. All right. Excellent. Anybody have any medical stories before we uh, go to medical questions
4: because we only have a little bit of time. We do have one um, question that just popped up about okay. migraine auras. Okay. Um, yeah, we've got a question about a migraine aura coming um, probably listening to this show. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was gonna say she, if she didn't have one, she probably has one now. <laughs> um, I get the, her concern is it it's, it doesn't the auras are not coming with a headache. Yeah, a typical migraine headache. She's concerned: does she have brain cancer? Or does this cause brain damage? Um, no, it's
3: you know uh, there is a percentage of people that have migraines, mm-hmm. but they have the aura, but it's not followed by the pain. The headache. Right. So if you remember. Um, the uh, the aura is felt to be caused by spasm of the arteries around the brain, mm-hmm. and then when they relax, they relax too far and they dilate, and that make and it stimulates the stretch receptors and those arteries and the brain doesn't like arteries stretched to the point where they're breaking, and uh, they are uh, um, it, that causes pain. What were you going to say, Lydia?
2: Well, I was just does that aura last for? a certain amount of time after the orgasm or is that like a during the orgasm thing? orgasm yeah orgasm. just during the orgasm you have the or-
4: we're talking about migraines that. no migraine. <laughs>
2: I thought you said it was (laughs) an aura during...
4: (laughs) (laughs) We have a winner. You can come back, later. Yes, you're welcome to come back. I swear I thought you said it was an aura
2: during... (laughs) Is there
3: a reason why you're fixated on that? (laughs) I don't know.
4: Man,
2: you are one
3: pathetic loser.
4: (laughs) (laughs) So, I don't know if she's having uh, Mars after... Orgasms are not a guess we could ask. <laughs> but let's assume it's, Absolutely. With, Absolutely. Assume, <laughs> assume it's associated with her headaches. Yeah, about 4% of
3: people mm. that have um, migraine have an aura without a headache. And it's usually young adults in their 20s or 30s or older adults between 40 and 60. It happened to me when I was 50-something. Don't be embarrassed. You're hilarious. It's hilarious. Yeah. She's hiding her face. Yeah. <laughs> Front, and you're on radio. Um, yeah. And now sometimes you can lose your headache if you had migraines your whole life. And then all of a sudden you just start having the aura and it can be called an ocular migraine. But that is kind of a misnomer. Uh, it's not even in the you know classification of headache disorder. So uh, if this is something new, you do want to get it checked out. That's the only thing mm-hmm. I will tell you. Um, Two uh, sort of things that distinguish migraine aura is that it should affect both eyes, not just one, and that there's a build up of the aura. And, uh, you know, but sometimes it's hard to tell if the visual disturbance is in one or both eyes. Mm -hmm. So if you want to know, this is what you do. Uh, Open a book or something you can look at and start reading and then cover one eye and look at your book. If you can still see the aura then you know it's in that eye. Then cover the other eye. If you can still see the aura, you know it's in both eyes. Okay. Um, and, and every person who has an aura should confirm that it's in both eyes because that puts it in the occipital lobe of the brain rather than in one of the eyes. Right. Okay, and that's where you want it to be right. for this. And um, uh, what I always tell people is when you have something like this happen, the first time... Absolutely get it checked out. See a neurologist. You know They'll do the workup and everything. And then after that, if they tell you it's just, quote, unquote, just migraine, then uh, you can ignore it or treat it how you normally treat a migraine. If you have the pain and all that stuff, they'll give you medication and different things that you can do. Okay.
4: I've got one more. If you want one more question for the waiting room. Yeah. Do we have yeah, time? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think so. Yeah, Richie was asking, uh, Mr. Second Place is asking, um, <laughs> he, has a, he has a question about starting mm-hmm. testosterone replacement. Says his sex drive went back up to um, when he was first married 15 years ago. Yep. Ooh. And his question was congratulations. Yep. And um, yeah. and yeah. his question is at what age can his wife start <clears throat> hormone replacement therapies, and does it have the same effect? So that's a good question. Well, so it I'll, is a good question. Yeah. So um, they've continued to change this. Hmm.
3: In, uh, in women and the question is what do they want to do uh, what are they trying to accomplish so if mm-hmm. she's having pain or dryness or thinning of the vaginal lining they may do hormone replacement therapy on her uh, just uh, locally topically <clears throat> we used to put all women who went through menopause on estrogen and we found out that we were increasing um, we were increasing breast cancer by a small amount, it went—you know—it was one in ten thousand, but still over hundreds of thousands of women. That's a lot of breast cancer excess cases. So it went from one in eleven women had breast cancer to one in eleven point—you know, 001, something like that. Uh, Lydia, you deal with uh, women with breast cancer all the mm-hmm. time. Uh, what are they? Uh, what are you guys talking about? You know, talking to women about hormone therapy. Well, particularly estrogen therapy.
2: Yeah, I mean, I certainly if they have the history of breast cancer in general, they yep. should avoid it. Especially if they have the history of estrogen-positive breast cancer at any point in their history, yeah, they, they, they would just completely no more estrogen it. for them. I, I, I do not. I, I never prescribe it or recommend it, honestly, right. because I'm a bit biased. So even for sure. women with different malignancies, because that's all you see, and right. that does bias. To me, us. it's the rule. Yeah
3: what the gyns will say is that you can take the pills for the relief of severe hot flashes but you want to take it only as long as you need it and then they got to get off of it just as soon as you can but again uh the uh topical estrogen which is estrogen cream is used pretty commonly for dryness itching burning or discomfort with intercourse now we used to prescribe it, not for all of those things, but to prevent bone thinning. And uh, because women who lose estrogen uh, start to lose bone mass pretty quickly, and you can be uh, be at increased risk of uh, of uh, bone fracture. But we don't use estrogen for that anymore. We use it, drugs called bisphosphonates for mm-hmm. that. Mm-hmm.
2: And that is always interesting to speak with women who have breast cancer because if they've had, you know, if they're postmenopausal and have the estrogen-positive breast cancer, maybe they're not secreting estrogen from their ovaries, but you still um, change testosterone into estrogen through uh, a molecule in your fat cells called aromasin, and so we block that routinely mm-hmm. with right. pills. Mm-hmm. And so from from there, we have to put them on bisphosphonates just because their bone mineral density goes straight down. Uh-huh. Um, and,
3: and those aromatase inhibitors are the uh, can cause, um, if you know anybody that's on that and they are complaining about all of a sudden now they have arthritis, they can cause uh, joint pain. We call it aromatase um, inhibitor associated uh, or induced arthralgias. And in those people, that's the number one reason that they stop those things. And it's therefore one of the highest reasons f- or uh, you know, uh, putting women at risk for recurrence of their breast cancer because they're not taking their aromacin.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: Uh, so uh, that's that's an issue. So if you know anybody like that, that can be treated. There's a protocol for treating it.
2: So I was just reading, there is a new pill that I keep seeing on Instagram called the Little Pink Pill okay. to increase women's sexual desire.
3: Okay. Oh, so, well, if that's what he's worried about, yeah. which it sounds like it from the from the thing is he wants to increase his yeah. wife's libido. Go it's ahead. It's called
2: Addy. ADDYI, flibbin serin.
3: Yeah, flibbanserin.
2: Flibbanserin. <laughs> that flibbin flib serin. Flib Listen. Sarin. Uh,
3: He's out of his flibbin serin. <laughs>
4: crazy.
2: You can't take somebody out of the swamp. <laughs> um, so it's, it's okay. a.
3: Dr. Scott. It's Pronounced uh, "islet cells," "islet cells" on this show once. <laughs> that's and how then, they we, pronounce we, and then we called then yeah. <laughs> We called it on so that's how they pronounce it in China. So, <laughs>
2: uh, so it says serotonin one A receptor agonist and serotonin two A receptor antagonist for premenopausal women. Yep. Yeah. Uh, I you got to be premenopausal, the, though. The MO, MO It's MO
3: premenopausal now. women with hypoactive sexual desire disorder. Now, you know, it was some man came up with that name mm-hmm. for
2: this. Probably like a fat man.
3: Yeah, big fat, so.
2: <laughs> I'm he's joking. Like, I shouldn't have said that. I know, I I'm, know, not, I'm not body shaming. I'm just saying.
3: <laughs> well, <laughs> men, you can body shame the shit out of them. It seems to be totally fine. Yeah. So We don't
4: really give a shit.
3: No, I do, but, you know. It's, uh,
4: hey, I'm old and fat and gray-headed. I'm okay with it. Whatever, <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, but yeah. Hypoactive
3: sexual desire disorder. So if that's what the issue is, have her talk to her OBGYN. Yeah. There are some people that advocate the use of testosterone in those cases. Uh, there are downsides to that as well. All right. Very good. Um, Lydia, tell your story real quick.
2: Okay, so I was doing a little market research, right, for the show. Asked one of my friends uh, for any gross stories, and friend happens to be a swinger. And so, like, as in
4: to swing? To swing. Okay.
2: Like swinging parties. Okay. Right, right, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. consensual swinging. You have 30. So, seconds. Um, anyway, asked about it. He said, Well, I've always avoided like chlamydia. However, at one event, about six of us got pink eye. <laughs>
4: Oh! (laughs) Oh!
3: Oh! Oh.
2: Isn't that
3: fun? Oh, that's awful. (laughs) And you know, the pink eye could have just been a viral
2: pink eye. It could have been chlamydia, though. You Uh,
3: can get chlamydia conjunctivitis.
2: Yeah, I think it was somebody's kid. The I
3: just, the, oh, they had a kid there?
2: <laughs> well, I, don't oh, I get it. I, get <laughs> it. I <get> it. Jesus. <laughs> I it. Thanks
3: always go to Dr. Scott. Thanks, Tacey. Thanks, uh, PA Lydia. And uh, thanks for hanging in here in this hellhole of a studio. Uh, thanks to everyone who's made this show happen over the years and uh, continues to be the most fun I've had. In uh, many years of existence, listen to our Sirius XM show on the Faction Talk channel. Sirius XM channel 103, Saturdays at 7 p.m. We are being uh, preempted right now for uh, until the Uh, whatever sport season is over that's going on right now. Sundays at 6 p.m. Eastern on demand and other times at Jim McClure's Pleasure. And we may be on it Sunday at 10 right now. So uh, good luck finding us. Uh, Many thanks to our listeners whose voicemail and topic ideas make this job very easy. Go to our website at drsteve.com for schedules, podcasts, and other crap. Until next time, check your stupid nuts for lumps. Quit smoking, get off your asses, get some exercise. We'll see you in one week for the next edition of Weird Medicine. Thanks, everybody. Goodbye. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.